How are you getting on, Fliss? Oh, hello. Let's have a look. You've lost a piece. I. Oh, she's getting argumentative. Let me just sort my microphone out and then we will have a little look. Because Fliss reckons we've lost a piece. And she might be right. There's a piece missing. There's a piece just missing here. And, uh, oh, Fliss, sorry. It'll be here, then. There's a little bit just to go in there. And what does it say? Jesus is alive. Wonderful. Well done. Thank you for doing that. I just wanted us to take a few moments to think about that puzzle. And just, just to, be, to be thinking about today, because today is special. We've said it already. We've seen it already. We've been a part of a very special day today. And it's more than just Easter eggs. It's more than just lunch with family. We celebrate today the resurrection of Jesus. And that jigsaw, in a sense, is a little picture of of the story of Jesus without the resurrection. If there is no resurrection, the jigsaw is incomplete. And it's only as we see and hear and rejoice in Jesus' resurrection, that the picture of Jesus' work on earth is completed. It's part of God's rescue plan for our world. And as Jesus rose from the dead, the final piece of his rescue plan was put in place. I want us just to take a few minutes to dwell on probably one of the most famous verses in the Bible. Because actually it outlines the rescue plan so very well. John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Often we don't read on to verse 17. It's not up on the screen, but let me read it to you. For God did not send his Son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I'd love us just to have a look at some of the elements of that verse as we just think about God's rescue plan and the the, the finishing piece of his resurrection. And it starts at the very beginning. A very good place to start. God so loved the world. You see, God loves you. God loves his world. In another place in the Bible, in 1 John chapter 4, it says that God is love. And we learn right from the very beginning of the Bible that we are made in his image. We are designed for relationship with our creator. relationship with God. And yet when we think of that word relationship, so often we think about our, our, our own experience, what we see and what we even encounter in our own lives, where relationships are often broken. We see and we feel the pain that that causes. Our relationship with God has been broken 
because we've chosen to do what we want. And we call that sin. Now, it's important to say that, uh, that choosing to do what we want doesn't mean to say that we're completely useless. In fact, we get on quite well a lot of the time. We do all right. We're quite capable human beings. And so when we think of sin, it's not just that, that we kind of completely foul up, but actually we kind of look at it and we think, well, yeah, we're doing all right. Do I need God? Maybe I don't. But I need to say to you that all of our good and all of our bad, because there is bad in there, in each one of us, our selfishness, our desire to do things our way, or maybe our fear not to do the right thing because it'd be too hard. Actually, all of that is for nothing if we live and die in sin. If we die out of relationship with God. And if we don't deal with this, then we perish. And there's the next word I'd just like to look at very quickly. Because actually when we perish, we spend eternity away from God. The giver of life, the giver of all that is beautiful, we will be separated from that. Without God... We are doomed. Do you know, it's a little bit like a daffodil bulb. I found this in the back of my shed. It's a bit like a daffodil bulb that's out of the soil and water. It's in some water in there and I'm making a right mess. Hang on. There we go. A daffodil bulb needs soil, it needs water, it needs warmth. It needs sunshine for it to grow. And our life without God actually will end up a little bit like that. Maybe, I don't know if you've ever seen it, your daffodil bulbs that you forgot to plant, they sometimes sprout a little bit, but they never do very well, do they? And actually, that's a picture of our perishing. Because we'll never be who we were created to be because we were created in God's image. And if we have no relationship with God, then we will cease to thrive and we will spend eternity without God. But of course, a daffodil, a bulb, is meant to grow and to thrive and to flower And to be something beautiful. And God who created us in his image, that's what he wants for us. To be the people that he created us to be. But to be without God means we perish. But God knows us and loves us. And he sent his son to deal with our sin. And its consequences so that we might have life like the picture of that daffodil. And that life isn't just about future after we die. But it's about now as Bob and Jemima and Paula have testified. It's about seeking to walk with God in the here and now to become more and more like the people that God made us to be. And so we need to believe 
whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I want us just to end by thinking, what's that word believe mean? Is it just a way of thinking, a persuasion, an opinion? Is it just wishful thinking? Like I believe that there's going to be a warm summer? I'm not alone in wishfully thinking for that. No, belief is active and it's lived out. And actually, again, there's a picture of that today as Paula and Bob and Jemima have taken a step that is very active and it's very public and it says, this belief is about the whole of my life. So we need to respond to Jesus. And actually, there's kind of two choices. We either accept him or we reject him. There's no middle ground. If we don't follow Jesus, we're walking away from Jesus. And we need to live according to that response. Now, I guess if we're not following Jesus and we reject him, then we just carry on life as normal. But let me hold the bulb up and say, look. There's a picture here of not thriving, of not being the person that God intended us to be. But if we accept Jesus, we make a decision to look to him, to acknowledge our sin. And not just to acknowledge it and be burdened by that and think, oh, the weight of it. We need to turn from it. We need to confess that we are sinful and we need to ask forgiveness and we need to turn away and ask Jesus to help us. Because as he died on the cross that first Good Friday, he took upon himself all the sin of every person in this room, of every person in this village, of every person in this county, of every single person that has ever lived. He dealt with that sin. And if we follow him, then we are able to give our sin over to him. That's what Jesus came for. To forgive. To deal with our sin. It's what we've seen acted out today and it's very real and it's very powerful and it's a part of what God's best for us is. Don't mean to say that life is going to be easy or straightforward because actually there are consequences that we face for the decisions that we make but with God if we follow him then he will help us to walk through those choices and to bring something beautiful out of them. Maybe that will take a long time. Maybe that will happen almost immediately. But we need to see that there is something so important that's been demonstrated to us today and that is celebrated around the world that Jesus rose from the dead. I wonder for you,